Hello, folks. It's weekender time again, your weekly deep dive into the world of tabletop gaming from across the industry as we bring you news, reviews, and some interesting indies that you may not have come across before. This week, we're also giving away a big box of Wadrun for Conquest and Conquest First Blood from store.ontabletop.com. If you want to be in with a chance to win the Wadrun Warband, then simply be a subscriber to the YouTube channel and comment on the video below. If you can, share us around on the social medias. Please do that as well. It helps out the channel. Otherwise, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello everybody, it's Friday night and I'm joined by Ben, Justin and Free as we take you through our weekly update in the world of gaming. Uh, so back once again to know your happiness with as much weird and wonderful stuff as we can. And we're going to be kicking things off with a look at what myself and Justin and some other hobbyists have been up to in the Global Gunslinger League. Uh, so Justin, how's your project coming along, son? Happy enough. You know, I'm I'm working through the miniatures as best I can. Uh, you know me, I generally never finish any force I start, but I am hopeful for this one. I am hopeful. <laughs> we'd, we'd noticed. Uh, so you've been rocking through the Union and you're yes, up to um, ooh, bring out the big, big guns. guns. Yes, so the Union pacifiers have uh, landed into the force. So I'm very happy with these. I got to sit down and talk to Chris about it. And apparently, if you rock out a full unit of these, fine, they're expensive, but you're dropping eight of those lovely, lovely templates a turn. With these two guys, it's just a four. So, you right. know, some explosive love, but not super high explosive love. So I'm, I'm sure you can find the points to squeeze in the rest if you want. You know, I'm, honestly, it's just a question of what would I rather not have to have more of this? <laughs> it will balance in every game. You know, I, I definitely don't want to drop Bernard Hopkins because having a sniper is just great. Mm. You know, being able to reach out and touch somebody and just go, hello, you are going to die now. Well, you know, it's one way of doing it, certainly. He's an interesting one. He, I think he's one of the resins. He is one of the resins. He comes from the, I think it's the No Surrender starter box. It is No Surrender. Uh, so if, if you're wanting him, you get the entire box. But again, getting that entire box and then adding it to your force, even if you're just pulling out bits of it to add mm. to the force, it gives you a bit more flexibility on what you're doing with your forces as you're expanding this. So you can try a few different things if you really want. Interesting. Didn't realize that Union relied so heavily on East Belfast, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Coming along nicely then, anyway. It is. It is. And I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who's went in and had a look at it. Just, you know, dropping in the, the thumbs up and stuff on it. Seeing Jerry hasn't put a single one on. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> You've got to draw the dividing line somewhere. You are my he's, enemy. He, I was going to say, he's your arch nemesis yeah. when it comes to oh, yeah, WWX. How, so, yeah. how many thumbs up have you given my project? All of it. Lies. Really? I really? have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't pay attention to these things. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I've, oh, been, I've, been gun dogs. I've been cracking through mine like nobody's yeah. business. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, the most what recent thing is dogs with. I'm kind of nervous. Uh, oh. Well, Chris said to arm them with Gatling guns. Uh huh. Um, if I had time, uh, and if these were going to be sticking around with me for any length of time, they'd probably all get magnets, and I'd end mm-hmm. up with um, options. But as it is. I didn't bother. I just did two with flamers and two with Gatling because I'm only fielding three. So I'm looking at it as the majority. So, Ooh. you know, if you see two gun dogs with flamers and a third with a Gatling, then it means that unit's all flamers, uh, vice versa. So, Never. well, I dare do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I like the bums. I will say these, these do make me nervous just because of the amount of firepower they kick out. That's all right. I, I don't think they can head for toffee, so you should be fine. <laughs> they are dogs. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that did seem to be the yeah that did seem to be the theme of I think this week's stuff, wasn't it? it was like adding firepower by the magnitude. Yeah. I mean, my previous week, uh, Johnny Boy, he added a bit of firepower because he's, <laughs> he's got all the arms with all yeah, the guns. You know, stick them up. Which pair? <laughs> he should really be wearing a long coat so people can't spot the additional guns. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a rookie it's mistake like from the, the dead guy. Stuff. Yeah. Or he just wants everybody say, yeah. to know. As Justin yeah. said, break out the green stuff. Jerry starts sculpting yeah, a, a lovely coat. Yeah, you're, you're okay. <laughs> the size of his arms. The the two holding the little guns. Are those the arms of children? No, no, <laughs> no. You, you, what you do is you get some roided out monster, and then you just <laughs> stitch on like some co- consumptive. Doc Holiday type who's, you know, coughed up half his lungs and doesn't have much muscle mass. And they do for the other guns. It's yeah. You know, it's what I would do. Uh, no, I am pretty curious there. how some of your stuff runs on the tabletop. Because you get a lot of stuff that's different to mine. Mm. You know, and it's harder for me to tell what it is and what it's meant to do. I, I think most of it just marches forward uh, into oblivion. I mean, that's okay. mostly what it's going to go on. That's the way of the enlightened. Not yep. born to oblivion. <laughs> I mean, there they are there. Yeah. I mean, not one of these farmers have ever seen a gun before they they died. And now they're mostly gun. <laughs> so I imagine yeah. they're going to go down a storm. That uh, almost looks so. like an, an evolution chart as you go it across is, yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did that deliberately. I got, oh, my okay. nice, <laughs> got my nice little up and down. <laughs> so let me go. Nice. Some of them are even in focus. It's madness. Oh, madness wow. Yeah, Pulling it out this week, Jeff. It'll, it'll never catch on. Um, <laughs> but apart from our own stuff, which we'll be getting on the table very, very shortly, uh, yeah. at least the, the initial starter box set, uh, we've also got a couple of community members have been working on stuff. Yeah, so I wanted to highlight one of the one of the community members who put together something fairly recently, I think it was this week, um, was, was Demonish, who had been doing something a little bit bit different mm-hmm. so um obviously they've been diving into playing a little bit of wild west exodus and all that kind of thing and they found a miniature from an old um well not that old but a a, a gale force 9 dnd collection which is that lovely dinosaur that you see mm-hmm. there and they were like why does this not exist within the world of wild west exodus and so that has now become the thing so that's now been dropped into a game and it was really fun reading through the scenario that was put together for this mm-hmm. where a couple of forces were clashing around the dinosaur and that kind of thing oh, which was cool. Really cool. Um, and it just shows off that um, people can be inventive and try different things with these um, and I like that we're getting to see things like the watches in action as well which is yeah. pretty cool so we've seen actually a lot of people putting together projects 
playing obviously with the union and the enlightened stuff and, and painting up the different characters and things from that but we're also seeing people playing around with the other different factions as well so mm-hmm. you know you're not entirely restricted when it comes to the global gunslinger league if you wanted to just dive in and play around with the warrior nation or the dark nation or something like that you can do that as well uh, and it'll be great to see what you're painting and sort of how you're getting on with the game For starting sure. out in the new edition as well so so yeah that's been really cool but uh, like yeah getting off against some lomond mm, yeah so it <laughs> It was uh, fun to see some people sort of diving in and playing around with something that's a little bit different than just a, a standard sort of like hobby blog, as it were. Um, and obviously, we love battle reports. Anyone writing battle reports and taking pictures of things is yes. awesome. So more of that, please, would be really cool. Especially if you're starting out with the the starter set for Showdown or Retribution, and maybe you're playing as you know Jerry and Justin are. You're playing your first games with that set. It'd be really cool to see sort of like a, a montage or like a battle report of what you did and how you found it and all that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, don't be afraid to jump in and play around with the um, the project system and put some things together because you could win some prizes as well, which is which is always nice. So, that is beautiful. That dinosaur. I thought it was a really cool repurposing. Yeah. <laughs> We've already seen Teddy Roosevelt on a raptor, so we knew yeah, dinos so exist in the Lost World. Lost, Lost World exists, yeah. 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 So why why wouldn't there be a big big dino? I mean, exactly. you've got to, if you've got to tame the Wild West, I can't think of anything better to tame it than a massive zombie T Rex. Uh, yeah. And he's got short arms, so he can't reach the guns either. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you've got an advantage when you just shout "draw," you stand in the middle of the street waiting for it to come at you. Yeah. <laughs> Just imperfectly representing dinosaur reaching for gun. Well done, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be able to unsay that now. Well, if people, yeah. haven't, if people haven't jumped into the Wild West Exodus yet, mm-hmm. um, the both the Global Gunslinger League and the rules are now available as well. Yeah, so um, first off, I wanted to just highlight the the PDF for the Global Gunslinger League. Mm-hmm. So this is the one that we put together a couple of weeks ago when we started things off. It's also going to sit there almost like an artifact for anyone diving into the third edition of the game. Um, so if you want to dive in and play as the Union and the Enlightened, this is a perfect starting point for for, for diving in. Uh, we put this together basically just sort of should sort of guide you through all the different steps. So building a project and get something set up like you know Justin and Jerry have done and, and mm-hmm. Demonish have done, um, and then basically everything you, that you then need over a six week period if you're following along with us or if you're getting started later on down the line what you'd need to make a big full posse of awesome miniatures that would be great to take the union or the enlightened to the next level. Um, we've broken that all down. We've got links in there and everything for you to go and follow through so you can go and check all that stuff out and buy exactly what you need. Thanks to the recommendations from the folks at, um, at War Cradle Studios. Yeah. So yeah, some really cool stuff in there. And uh, yeah, as, as I say, it would be great to see more people diving in and putting together their projects. I know a lot of people have picked up the Showdown and Retribution set, or maybe they've picked up the Rules and Gubbins and they're playing around with their existing miniatures um, from previous editions of the game it would be really fantastic to see you put together some projects and showing off what you're doing even if it's not directly related to the union or the item from the, yeah. the, the set so, so yeah, yeah and cool. third edition rules are now out in the wild are, for people yeah. who are veterans as well yeah. so they've got the free digital rules available for Wild West Exodus third edition uh, over on their website there is a smorgasbord of options for you to go and download and have a look through as you can see there there's the contents page 130 pages worth of stuff so you've got all the broken down rules in there for each for you know getting started to play in the game you also then have loads of stuff for the law as well so if you want to get into the background of the dystopian age as it's called now uh, and play around with that you've got all that there you've also got everything you need for each of the different factions so they each have all of their different unit cards available online as well as a little handbook as well um, for each of the factions as well so if you were wondering about one of the other factions 
and you want to learn a little bit more about them, you can go and get that from that or the, the rule book as well. So some really cool stuff. Yes. And if you like physical things, and I love physical things, I, I prefer physical things over digital things every, every day of the week. You can also pick up the Rules and Gubbins set. Um, so this comes with the new updated rule book in it. Uh, but you also get loads of extra stuff as well. So you get some um, card decks, which are useful for gameplay. You also get tokens, um, templates, dice, everything you need to get going. So if you already have pre-existing factions for the game and you want to just get everything you need to get started with the new edition of the game, you just buy that set yeah. and away you go. So yeah, lots and lots of different ways for you to dive in and start playing Wild West Texas. We'd love to see you doing more with us over on OTT. Make sure to come and check it out. If you've got friends that are maybe like on the edge of getting in as well, it'd be cool to sort of get the, draw them in and be like, hey, free stuff. <laughs> and then they can read it and see whether or not they like it. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, that's probably one of the most, um, not interesting things, but one of the most important things to point out. If you look at it and you're going, well, I'm not sure about it. Mm-hmm. That rule book, the digital rule book, uh, 100 pages. <laughs> but, I think, yeah. Of that, no. 40 like is part. rules. Mm-hmm. So the other 90 pages is background and mm-hmm. breaks down each of the factions. So if you are interested and you're going, well, I'm not sure, I don't like the look of the Union, or I don't like the look of the Enlightened, although I will say Enlightened best people, also very good for recycling. Greta Thunberg is on the Enlightened side. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> We we recycle, reduce, and reuse. We're we're all you're going to recycle. Yeah, you play that. I'm, I'm going to recycle your union, boy. Uh, but <laughs> you can have a flick through. You can see the background of the world, and also see the other factions that are in there because they're not all just wild westy types. Um, obviously, you've got things like the the uh, warrior nation, but you've also got the the alien factions in there as well What's with their own backstory. So yeah, interesting oh, oh. stuff to see. I will also point out, and this has been something that a lot of people have been talking about over on um, the social media pages and all that kind of thing. There has been hints of a lot more stuff coming in from Mythos as well. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, if you own a Mythos crew, Ooh. there are actually rules out there for you to bring them into the world of Wild West Exodus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not option. all of them. I know it's yeah, only several, but I've seen a couple from Wildborn pop over as well. I think the so Venators are in there, mm-hmm. Silver Venators Wild, as well. Perhaps, Wildborn but, makes yeah. sense, yeah. I can mm-hmm. see them everywhere. Uh, just want deep ones. Just want all the deep ones coming scuttling up on land. <laughs> it's right there in New England. That's what's drawing all the Covenant of uh, Antarctica sort of stuff down into the depths. That's where well, so you know, the Covenant will be enlightened. Yeah. Well, there you go. So if you're not already, you can jump across and have a look at the uh, Global Gunslinger League in our project system and maybe get involved. And if not, you can go in and have a browse around and enjoy some interesting battle reports and sure. painting and that sort of thing from other people. But right now, we've got to take a look at our Indie of the Week. And this one's a little bit different um, mm. because my managed to get my hands on quite a lot of wood. Not not leaving it to Justin for once, but I got it. Oh, my wood this time together. it's Jerry's. Yeah. Jerry's got uh, wood. And we're going to be taking a look at battlefield accessories from Australia. Uh, so let's take a quick break while me in the past shows you what they sent us. Hello, folks. Today, I'm going to be taking a look at a plethora, a veritable wooden cornucopia of buildings and terrain from Lance and Mike at Battlefield Accessories in Australia. Uh, so they sent us up a selection of stuff they do. 
from across a few different ranges because they do a host of scales and they also do a host of genres. So they do 15 mil, 20 mil, 28, and you're going to get sort of historical things like Tudor, which would work for fantasy, uh, moderns and sci-fi and a few other little bits and bobs as well. So the layout here starts on 15 and sweeps majestically through to the 28th and they very much pitch battlefield accessories as buy, build and play uh, because you don't want to be spending time putting a load of terrain together and then having to paint it up afterwards. So most buildings are uh, one skin thick but then they also have done interiors even on the 15 mil so you can see a very nice shag pile persian rug there um, and within the various buildings you can lift off the roofs to get access to them and they have a variety of prints as well so this little l-shaped tudoresque house there's another version of it here which is same layout but with a different print on it essentially and the same can be said for a lot of the smaller buildings that we have throughout here i quite like my rune stalingrad setup towards the bottom um, because as you can see there's actually two sets here same shape buildings so you get like five per sheet on a single sheet that's about a4 size but then we've got one set that's sort of a red brick with rubble infill and another set that are more sort of concrete houses with nice linoleum carpets and that sort of thing they also have done all of the various bits and pieces for roads rivers shrubberies concrete floors and forests and these i love because i know some people like really extravagantly sculpted tree bases and rivers and things like that i'm all about gameplay i'd much rather have a road that i can lay down and play on than a road that is beautifully sculpted and will forever be six foot long and only two inches wide and will always bisect my board. I don't care about joins. I want to play games and play them without hassle. I have to say, and having put together a lot of this, in fact, I put together all of this, I love the detail on them. I love things like the stonework on top of the church, but then when we get inside the church, You've got that lovely floor, which I'm sure a lot of monks spent a lot of money, time and effort on um, to get in there. And that's the 15 mil stuff. When you move up to the big beasts like this Tudor building, it goes from the lovely tile work on the roof to a black adder-like wooden waffle interior. And then we also have the bottom floor, once again, rendered on the inside and uh, wood patterned on the floor also a nice little locking lug as well like i said because they do these in multiple scales we have similar buildings in similar scales so the river i think is fairly generic but the roads we have here a 28 mil version and 15 and you get substantial amounts in both the packs enough in fact to cover a board. I mean, that is all of the road from one pack that lets me build up an entire village. And if you're playing something like Chain of Command or Flames of War or uh, Panzer Grenadier, whatever it happens to be, you've got plenty to play with there. I also like the fact that the curved sections can also be turned into things like a roundabout that also has a little adjacent piece so that your, your road butts up to it. Um, coming across to the 28 mil side, 
a few neat little features here. Uh, apart from the wooden, well not wooden, the uh, red brick wood, oh, red brick wood. I'm having difficulties with walls is the word I'm looking for. I knew it started with a W. Apart from the red brick walls, there's also dry stone walls. Now, while I've glued all of the, the red brick together, the dry stone I didn't actually bother gluing because I was too lazy. All I did was pop those on and I can pop them off, which shows the tolerances on them are good. I will say there are a few places where I've had to sand down a little because um, they're not being quite as sharp, but I think for the price and speed of build, I don't mind that. So I quite like this. I quite like the stone walls that they've done because they also have done those in 15 mil, which like Blue Peter, ta-da, you can see both sets available in a 50 mil version, although single layered rather than double, which is a good way of doing it. Apart from the buildings, and they are very nice buildings, things like my little rune set here, which can be deconstructed into multiple rune sets, which is good for bold action. The guys at Battlefield uh, Accessories also do accessories. I know you're shocked. Nobody was more shocked than I, I have to say. Uh, but when you're playing games, if I drop in here, they do bits and pieces like objective markers. So if you're playing ACW, you can have your Union or Confederacy. Or if you're playing Napoleonics, British, and your Grand Armée of France. And they also do things for like chain of command and uh, command decision. And in this case, battle group, where you get your double-sided chits so you can keep track. And even a little racing system allowing you to uh, keep track of how close your morale is to bottling out completely. I don't think any German battle group has ever had 71. But it's good to know. Um, one of the final things they sent us, which was really cute, and I thought would be a nice little change. When you're playing with tiny fighting aircraft, specifically of the rotored kind, they do a selection of sheets of uh, clear acrylic. You may not see it there particularly well, but there it is without the backing off. And they do them in two rotor, three, four, and five rotor, depending on the aircraft that you want to replace it with. And by the virtue of a magnet, you get quite a nice look on it. Or if you were playing with a plane, they do smaller versions. So you can replace your Spitfires rotor blades at the front with the one in movement, just to give you that little bit of a, a change up to uh, exactly how you want to model your stuff. And I think it looks a bit nicer on the battlefield rather than static rotor blades. So that is uh, the stuff from Battlefield Accessories. Well worth checking out simply because there is a massive amount. Uh, doesn't matter what you play or what scale you play it in, they will have something there that will suit your gaming needs. And like they say, buy, build and play, no messing around get it on the table, and I think you'll agree, it looks absolutely stunning. So there we have it. A big table's worth of 15mm and 28mm, but by no means, by no means, uh, the extent of their catalogue, uh, as we shall now show you in sort of greater detail. I'm sorry, I will say, I do love how modular the roads and river systems are for that. You know, just the way you can lay out anything and everything you want, even down to the little roundabouts, being able to mm -hmm. have that little link-in section. 
it's very good. I like it because it is gamers terrain. I know uh, Warren and Lloyd would probably be having twitchy, twitchy eyes looking at that and going, but there are gaps on all the roads. There are sections where things join other things. Whereas I look at it and go, I can play a game on that and I, I can pack that. it up and I can move this around and I can change it. Uh, so the whole purpose of Battlefield Accessories is, uh, as they say, to buy, build and play without any messing around. And the, the texture they put on uh, is fairly, it's not super high resolution, because if if you have really really high res stuff, uh, you'll probably end up with oh, I have to tell that to go away apparently. Uh, if you have really high res stuff, you end up with a uh, like a cartoonish look, if that makes sense from a distance. Whereas when you're standing at looking at a building that is meant to be X number of feet away or whatever it happens to be, uh, then you can get a good idea of the textures without it looking so sharp that it's distracting. And when you're looking at 15 mil stuff on the tabletop, Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to be sort of drawn into it all the time. So it it has an excellent look to it. I absolutely adore the 15 mil stuff so, so much. It looks like it goes together fairly quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Everything on that table that we looked at, all the 15 and 28 mil I built in two days. Um, So... So, I mean, that's not just a six by four's worth of table. That's all the table. I mean, how much time do you save not painting them up as well? Well, that's the main thing. Even with even mm-hmm. with something like uh, the pre-primed stuff that a lot of companies do now, it's very flat, yeah. which means you should really go in and do additional work to it. I know most people don't. I don't. I mean, nobody's got time for that. But <laughs> actually, actually looking at these things and having – you know, having the textures on them, um, even the interiors. So the 15 mil, you've got both sides of the walls are printed. So you're going to have uh, like a brick on one side and a render on the other. But then you've also got like little tiled floors or wallpaper, that sort of thing. But the other nice thing is the sheer versatility of the set. So that one sheet, which is sort of bigger than an A4, slightly, not by much. Mm-hmm which has, uh, I want to say, four buildings on it, maybe three. But then they, they have it with brick, but then they also have it with maybe like a, a rendered texture or concrete. Nice. Uh, so they've got the same layout, but then by just throwing on a different textured print, it gives, a, uh, you know, you go from inner city to countryside. Yeah, yeah like a French. One swip. Yeah. Like a French village or something yeah Yeah. and also having the the likes of the little um lean tubes or or annexes and things that you don't glue on i didn't glue any of them on uh built them all but it means you can swap them around leave them off add them in whatever you want so you've got uh, a whole other layer there yeah i could sit there and look at the the 15 mil stuff all day long i won't uh, because it people seems like have it, already seen quite a lot of that. It seems like it has been quite well done for the likes of things like Flames of War, though. Like yeah. you've got the you've got the additional things, and like I saw that they do fields and all that kind of stuff as well. So yes. you've got the things for laying down rough terrain and all that kind mm. of stuff as well, which is quite Again, nice. So, you can yeah. game on us. So mm. well, you might be able to see there just under those trees. There's actually a base, so you have the the area outline. Mm-hmm. But they even do That's things good. like. Routers oh, yeah. and the like. Wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. 
So that's going to really start annoying me. Not so much that I'm going to turn my ad blocker off, but you know, <laughs> but being able to put rotor blades on, everybody That's at home right. is doing the same. Don't worry, uh, being able to put rotor blades on is is just really right, nice, yeah. uh, as opposed to just having the the three static blades or the two static blades that you would have, and they do them in twos, threes, fours, and I think even fives, depending on the the plane or helicopter that you're sticking them on, because they also do yeah. the big top awesome. sections as well. And I've just got a bit of uh, motion blur on them. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, Ooh. it's really cute. I love it. Stick a magnet in the nose cone, and you could even have it so that you can detach it for um, for transportation purposes. Oh, yeah. yeah so, good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely a way to go. Uh, one other thing I didn't have a look at was <laughs> the sci-fi bits. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Because most of what I, I got to see was historic-based. But the wow. sci-fi is, is, is really nice. Awesome. If we get in, can we get a better picture? There oh, we go. that's cool, isn't it? And again, wow. the print work on them is variable. So you can have different tone shades and colors whenever you come to start building up sort of little... Um, towns and shanty towns and sci-fi villages mm-hmm. if indeed they do sci-fi villages the base under that is a product they do the hack basing mm. the table i'm yep. curious about oh that. yeah you're gonna make me go looking for other stuff aren't you i will <laughs> yes, I, I mean like that what's this yeah. table yeah. now i really like those hub units i think they're really cool and then it was the um the like passages and the wall systems and things they've done as well Mm. so there's lots of really cool stuff in there for people who are maybe setting up tables that are meant to be sort of like tournament ready for things like 40k and that kind of thing because it looks like they've all been designed in such a way that they give you enough of that kind of line of sight blocking um element that you obviously need in a lot of the competitive settings and stuff which is cool but it's a little. It's a lot better than when you see the people who've just put together just some cardboard mm. <laughs> and sprayed it grey or something. So. Yeah, white and I like all the bullet blocks. patterns in them. Yeah, polystyrene blocks and books under things. <laughs> and while that one is, yeah, that that one could easily be modern combat as much as it Very is sci-fi. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like the way they're designing this because it's it's being designed for playability still with a bit of the, the cinematic side to things because in the past we've built t- tables that are absolutely stonkingly gorgeous. They're really cinematic. Can you play on them? No. These looks like everything you'll be able to play on it. Mm. And the doors go up and down in those, the which doors is amazing. Go up and down, yes. <laughs> oh, that's always a nice touch. So you can close the bulkhead doors. Blast, close the blast doors. Close the blast doors. Yes. Just start throwing Han and friends through it. <laughs> lock the lock the, uh, the Wookiee in. No, don't lock the Wookiee in. Save the Wookiee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, this is another prime example because this is the same setup as the red brick wall section that I put together nice. for the twenty-eight mil stuff, but just retextured to be sci-fi. Nice, um, yeah. which just shows the versatility of the printing that it can. They can use exactly the same pillar and wall sections. Um, but at the same time, have yeah. two very distinctly different um, products at the end of it. So this is, you said it was from Australia. 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 Do they do shipping around the world? They do do shipping around the world. Oh, yeah. lovely. Dragging. <laughs> 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 Blimey, Charlie. 
Um, they do the hex board system. Yeah. Oh, nice. I just want to have a look at the dungeon tiles because they're quite cute too. Now, is that a hexport system that is designed for the loveliness that is Battletech? I was that, just thinking. Or is that alternative? I don't think so. I, no. It looks okay. like 28 mil steel. It's, it's right. 20. Well, I mean, if you want to play Battletech on it, 15 well, mil Battletech would yeah. probably fit on those hexes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Teeny tiny. But yeah, the, the dungeon tiles, and again, you've got a, oh, a variety God. of things that just add to your tabletop yeah that's brilliant i love that and the fact that you don't have to i love those mess. stairs the, the, the spiral stairs yeah. the both and the one on the far left the one oh, that yeah. looks like it's just about to go down they're fantastic they've so got that little lippy thing so you can balance on them as well which is mm-hmm. quite cute but this is uh some of their o- older slash earlier lines when they weren't doing the prints on them so the, the dungeon tile set requires some form of painting. Um, as time moved on, mm-hmm. obviously less of that is required. Tavern. But the, that, ta- the tavern even has blankets on the beds. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, the, the, the The blankets are particularly nice. They've got some really nice ones with like, they almost look like silk sheets with the, <gasps> the printing on them. So these are, again, sort of earlier versions. This would be very good for... Um, I suppose oriental settings. I was just it, thinking. It almost has that because of the the wooden floor on it. Oh yeah, because the the walls look like paper walls, equipment, yeah. don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you can see they are still using that that same methodology because the wall segments and the pillar segments and the floor segments are all separate. So yeah. this is only one of an infinitely layoutable like setup. Yeah, you can redo the walls, redo the shape of your tavern however you like. I'm loving oh, that. Yes. Just that modularity looks so good. If you want really to play, cool. uh, I suppose, RPGs in an incorrect way, then you could definitely chuck these down. <laughs> Obviously, better for skirmish games like Nature Intended It. Hmm. <laughs> I'll show you the, uh, the hex system. So the hex system is just a set of uh, hexes that, that you decorate or do up yourself. Oh, so it's a little bit like the way that Sarissa have done their kind of tile system. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you can use those and then slot them all together in the way that you nice. like. That's cool. Yeah, like that. Good for put, uh, potting out campaign maps as well. I would say would mm. be a good way to use those if you were going to go down the uh, the sort of the angle of mighty empires from times past mm-hmm. in in Warhammer Fantasy Battles. You could use those for that. That's pretty cool. And it's like nice. that they've done some of it with the the EVA foam that's already cut to the hex size. Mm. Well, they've got a big laser. Big one. It's, it's, it's a good way to go. It saves you having to do it yourself. Oh, trust me. I wish I had that big laser. Making the armor would be so much easier. You, sh- you should ask Warren for one. <laughs> Dear Warren, I would like a big laser, please. Uh, you know the way we've always wanted space marine armor, Warren? So, yeah. There's a way to it, but they need first step first. Giant lines. That's really good for those sort of like grand battlefields isn't mm-hmm. it using those yeah there's hex tiles are a thing of beauty mm-hmm. they always have been always will be in my books beyond yeah. measuring just walk by hex and everything is fine <laughs> yeah the, the tabletop ready to rain stuff is is just to die for um didn't look at the 20 mil yes it's it's obviously a halfway house. The fifteen mil and twenty eight mil stuff that I've looked at is um, is 
comparable. So things like we had one of these barns. Uh, we can probably end up seeing a lot of this because I will be playing Silver Bayonet and Napoleonics through this in the not too distant. Um, but oh, obviously, we, I built a 28 mil version of this. The 20 mil is just scaled down. Oh. But you can see having just having like the flagstone floor and the, uh, mm-hmm. the the wood all done and weathered and the tiling. Even some of the tiles have moths on them, depending <gasps> on the building you're looking at. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful range that they've put together. Um, I think they're relatively cheap as well for a building that's sure? pre-textured. In, I, in I'm going to go one step further. That is in Australian dollars, Australian dollars which so are much cheaper. <laughs> which, well, let's say it's it's else, yeah. it'll be twenty quid. Roughly. Which is pretty good. It's, yeah. it's probably a bit less than twenty quid. Obviously, you're going to have shipping and and likes yeah. to to deal with there. But you know, what's your time worth? Um, if you're just putting these together and playing with them, is that better? So it, is that that all sort of is like? Here's a prime well, example. See the same buildings, style, but, but, yeah. but three different renders on it. So yeah. and it gives you just various different looks. So good for things like battle um, group as well. If it's twenty mil, it can be used for that yeah. kind of period of sort of World War Two and things. So. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Well, good, good for like anything that happens well. in Europe from from the Tudor period <laughs> onwards, today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> still, yeah. those still those buildings kicking around in various yeah, countries at the yeah. moment. So you know, you're good to go throughout Napoleonics and all the way mm. up. Uh, so if you if you're buying a lot of one seventy second stuff. Um, Obviously, the twenty mil is is the way to go there. So, if you're diving into cheap plastics, hat, Italy, dragon, all of those, you know, go for your guns. And the ruined houses, the little fifteen mil ruined houses, are just darling. <laughs> they are. They're really. Oh, are. They're so nice. It was just being able to go. I can put down all of Stalingrad and have some of these ones are relatively nicely ruined. Um, some of the others, the brick damaged ones. Oh. In a Stalingradi way, had very charred floor planks on them, as if nice. it suffered really high heat. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, why I want because I don't just want ruins. I want, I want infernos. You want to find true. out how they were ruined. Yeah, but you can see there. You can see that like there's moderate charring. I would say on those floors, not excessive charring. But when you get, start going into the, the 28 mil, they do add a bit more, mm-hmm. but not so much to where you're doing multiple levels and multiple layers uh, that's going to slow the build down. I think the most extravagant build I had was the Tudor house that had the, the waffle pattern walnut paneling on the uh, the interior walls, which is just very Blackadder-like and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't have to put the interior walls in. Uh, I did. Because it, it was amusing to me. Uh, oh, that was one thing I was going to ask. It so you, so the walls themselves are two different pieces, and you put them together to create the no. exterior and the outside. No, no not okay. always. Right. In some cases, it's just two different prints. So the print okay. on the inside is different from the print on the inside. So there's no right. there's no laminating, um, which cuts down. Certainly for the fifteen mil and the twenty mil stuff, it's one layer. For some of the twenty eight mil, there might so be just a second layer. Plot it all together. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, right. But as you can see, things like. Like you were saying, the area terrain section, so having cobblestone or concreted floors. Um, and again, they do the little sort of forests and, and, and the like as well. Uh, I'll quickly... In there, they do backdrop boards. Oh, yeah. Is this what we're looking at behind here, or is this a real place oh. behind this table? Or are we no, I imagine that's a backdrop board. Imagine that's a backdrop. That, that's kind of a cool idea, because if you want to take some nice photographs for, say, a battle report or something, 
Yeah. But Actually, okay. set it up and just snappy, snappy. Yeah. That's fun. You'll find a lot of um, a lot of the the generic ones you'll find from railway modeling layouts. So it's mm-hmm. it's the unusual ones they do. Easy tiger. <laughs> so the ruined cities, you're less likely to find those by nice. railway modelers. So <laughs> for sci-fi and historical um, gamers who want to have a, a bit of a different look, yeah. then it's a way to go. Nice. I think how much do. that's going to make photographs of your games look. Definitely. Very much so. Yeah. Or if you're into your sci-fi, Ooh. you two can have, oh, those buildings fell over. Good buildings. <laughs> Poor buildings. They're nice. I, I love like the it. idea of those. Mm. So there we go. That is the sort of idea of what they have. There's our lovely sheets. Oh, even the pillows on the chairs have it. See what oh, I mean about looking like silk? Yeah. yeah. It's gives it a 3D look sheets. without it actually being 3D. Which yeah. Is, yeah. 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 Just, just little touches that you can chuck in um, when you're playing as well. So Everything better. It, it is. It makes everything better. I'm really impressed by uh, what they've done. Well done, Battlefield accessories. Mm. That's yes, yes, really yes. neat. Yeah. Uh, an awful lot of that 15 mil stuff has come home with me to join my <laughs> 15 mil so I can... Because I, I like playing big city fight games. Hey, uh, Warren squirrels away enough yeah, stuff into maybe. his little man cave, so you're allowed to do the same, Jerry. So. No, I am. I have done. Don't worry. <laughs> I will cut anybody who comes here looking for it. <laughs> Why do you think he's doing so many unboxings not in the studio now? Because, oh no, it's already here. I lost that. <laughs> I don't, don't need to lose it. You can have anything back from an unboxing you want. Son. I, need to, I need to shovel some of it out just to get room again. But there we go. Battlefield accessories from Australia. Uh, well worth checking out their range and just jump on board and build and play uh, without having to do any nonsense in between because we spend enough time painting our figures. Nobody really wants to paint a house or a fence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bree, you will now paint all of our terrain. <laughs> I'm really happy to do that, in all fairness. I'm quite happy to. I spent about three hours on a tree the other day. It's <laughs> One down, 50 more to go. Right. <laughs> While I think about the length of time it would take to paint a forest, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have a look at the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the Muck News. <laughs> all right, folks, so we are back with the news, and we're going to be kicking it off with a dive into some more World War II. Yes. Uh, so Flames of War gets a whole bunch of additional releases from last week. Uh, so if you're following along with the Bulge American book, mm-hmm. building up on that supplement, as we've talked about in the past couple of weeks, then you have plenty more stuff to be getting stuck into. Uh, John isn't here to wax lyrical about exactly what all these tanks and tank destroyers do, uh, but I will go through what we have. So we have the M18 tank destroyer platoon, as you can see there. Filth. We also have the M24 Chaffe, Chaffe uh, tank platoon. Fast filth. <laughs> Everyone loves a bit of fast filled. Mm. Uh, that's the next entry in the Fast and Furious movie, or the other version. <laughs> uh, we also have the M26 Pershing tank platoon, as you can see there, with a very big long gun. Oh. Look at that. Lovely. Space tank from the future. 
You only, by the way, unless things have changed massively in the Bulge book, because I haven't seen it yet, unlike John, uh, you only need to buy two boxes of them because you can never field more than five Pershings oh, okay. and there one Super Pershing. So two <laughs> boxes will put them all on the table for you. Uh, tanks so late in the war that when they arrived, Germany had already capitulated and they just did donuts <laughs> around Berlin. There uh, is footage of one of them fighting a panther in a city. Uh, a Pershing did. A super Pershing never saw combat, oh. although they did put, they did have three in country. They did fight quite a lot in Korea. That's how late war they were. Wow. They were so late, oh, yeah. they used them in the 50s. <laughs> uh, we also have the M36 or M10 tank destroyer platoons. Mm. So again, more tank destroyers for the, getting rid of all oh, that German armor on the tabletop. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have the M15 and M16 AAA platoons or AA platoons as well. You to throw into the mix as well. So, if you wanted to have big mobile anti aircraft guns uh, to use on the tabletop, you've got some options there as well. I love anti aircraft because even if your opponent doesn't bring aircraft, they have all the dice and they're a great way of removing infantry from buildings, mm-hmm. which yeah. you know, there's you know, a lot to be said for it. They're meant to take down a plane, so it'll probably do as much damage to a person. Yeah. <laughs> really, Just I mean, as much. really, really need that to. Is- High caliber love. <laughs> uh, you also have something a little bit quirky. So you've got the T27 xylophone rocket launcher battery. Uh, so we talked about uh, rocket launchers in the last show as well, which is pretty cool. So it's nice to see some more of those options thrown into the mix. Obviously, instead of being mounted on the back of a, a tank, they've instead stuck these in the back of some trucks instead, which is uh, pretty cool. So yeah, mm. very nice stuff there. Mm. Handy for again for infantry su- suppression, or um, I think they can drop smoke. Mm-hmm. which is something that the Americans don't yeah. have a huge amount of in their lists. So being able to to pop smoke and cut off areas of lanes of fire before uh, moving into position is always handy. Yeah. So yeah, lovely yeah, stuff. Some, yeah, some good stuff there for those people playing out the late war period of uh, World War II, diving in playing as the Americans specifically mm-hmm. with Bulge America, uh, which is the book that you're able to get your hands on right now. And there are probably going to be lots more releases for the Americans in the run-up to Christmas as well. So a wintry setting for, for World War II, some wintry miniatures and lots of things to do during the depths of winter. So it all meshes together. All winter. I, I like it. It all sounds fantastic. <laughs> but what if I want something a bit more historical? Well, if you want real history. More history. <laughs> something that could be used in games like, I don't know, Saga, for example. Oh, yeah, perhaps. Or the Baron's War, perhaps, mm-hmm. if you're so taken by that. Panzerkaput. Uh, we also have uh, some new terrain that is coming up for Christmas uh, by Foreground, uh, based in their sort of Norman medieval collection. Uh, so this is from the designers within the, the Foreground themselves. It's not an indie collection or anything like that. Uh, so there's a new set of terrain that's com- going to be coming out. They've got a couple of statement pieces, like you've got the big church there you can see at the back. Uh, which is pretty awesome. You've also got a tithe bar, which we'll see later in some of the images. And you also have a selection of different houses as well for you to use in your games. Um, as I say, you, the like Keanu Reeves wanted to bring Norman villages into the void in the Matrix. <laughs> that, was the, that was the first take. Where I need Norman villages, lots of Norman villages. <laughs> and, yes! and then he went, yeah. <laughs> actually, no guns. We need guns. I can't see how dropping a castle on them. Well, actually. Yeah. It's my yeah, 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 yeah. I will say that it looks highly readable. Oh, yeah, yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those little tiny medieval hovels there look like they are perfect for setting on fire 
and mm. burning down as part of a raid or something, uh, be it as part of the, the tail end of the Dark Age or something into the medieval period with the likes of Barrett's Morris. I imagine that's how Christmas. the Normans celebrated Christmas. Go to a Saxon yeah. village, set their houses on fire. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What a lovely bonfire. Oh, <laughs> Christmas time. He looks so happy and, as well, sitting in his porch, having a drink. Yeah. Have, have you never seen a Saxon eye for a Norman guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's... It's a basically a, a, a Viking eye for a Saxon guy. I've seen that. Yeah, that's what the, it was. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It's like that. That. Vikings were very that. much about dressing up and actually bathing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, awesome. But yeah, so uh, as well as um, uh, the different sets that you can see, there's the Tide Bomb, for example. Mm. Um, a lot of the houses and stuff, they said they've got a lot of customization options in there as well. So you'll have some ways to tinker and play around with things. As you can see, they've also employed the wonderful teddy bear fur. And stuff into these yeah. so you can plaster <laughs> it across the uh the room. they also have their um the render material. render pigment yeah. on it yeah, as well yeah on. which is nice exactly. i quite like the fact that they've included a few miniatures in here for a sense of scale because if i seen that without yeah. them i would imagine that's a small norman like, looking barn or church or like a little chapel yeah i wouldn't yeah. would have thought that probably would have got one guy through the door but it's actually a fairly substantial footprint on it yeah yeah. So, so but they're certainly not helping the ride in, you know, with the dog fur. <laughs> <laughs> no, very much so. Yeah, uh, but yeah, a little me collection to see that sort of popped up um, just in time for Christmas. Uh, apparently, it's going to be on their web store fairly soon. Mm -hmm. So, if you're interested in picking these up for the likes of the Barons War or Saga or any any medieval period <laughs> game, these are pretty awesome for you to dive into and have a look mm -hmm. at. Um, as is the case with all of the foreground stuff, the roofs come off. You can play around on the different levels and all that kind of thing as well. So, so yeah, pretty cool stuff there. They're really cute. I like those. Yeah. They remind me of the uh, seaweed thatched houses that you get in, in some parts of Denmark oh. where they're just like massive clumps. It's, it's like somebody's got a, the heap from Fraggle Rock living <laughs> in it. It's just that. Anyway. Make do with what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they're great. I may be picking one or three of them up oh, for Saga <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> what can I say? Saga. Where to next then, Free? Well, from one city build to another. Um, so Ooh. way back in 2019, there was a board game up on Kickstarter. So it's putting focus towards funding a city building game from Native Games. Now that players have had their time to chase their copies and are back to Magnate, the first city, the game is now accessible through online stores and FLGS. So you can get involved in monopolising the tabletop in a really different way. So... As you know, this isn't the first time we've heard the word monopoly on a tabletop. So whenever I say monopolising, I mean creating a huge 3D city and it takes time and dedication from each player. Not passing go, collecting 200 and ruining your family's dynamics. <laughs> this might not do that one. But the game is pitched for one to five players and they will take the role as property tokens. So with enough cash to develop the city. So players will be rewarded with developing and flourishing a city that's enfolded in front of them. And every positive action gets a reward. So although you will be working against one another, you are encouraged to work together. So there's different areas to develop whether you're looking to develop industrial, retail, offices, or homes. So you are starting with a blank canvas. You'll need to develop not just the cityscape, but the management of the tenants, advertising, and neighbourhoods as well. So players have got to work together, build and collaborate on a successful city, but they're going to need to keep an eye on the other players too, because as I said, it sounds really nice, doesn't it? Building a city together. 
your opponents are going to have their own areas to look after and develop and they're mm. going to have their own strategy in mind and potentially look at getting yours off of you. So along with keeping an eye on any other players in there at the end of each turn, the property, the market the market rises, market prices rises, and players are going to need to be on top of that too. So they're going to need to reorganise and strategize and pay for ticket mm. buildings. So by the time it ends, the market's going to crash. So by the time it hits boiling point, all players involved are going to need to take more risks. And whoever's got the most money is your winner. So it's quite interesting. And whoever's as the say, most cutthroat. <laughs> oh, whoever is the most cutthroat. I just would like to approach it really nicely because look, we're working together, guys. But like as I said, if you do want to play it solo, you don't need to want to worry about everybody on the ball going, oh, it would have been better in that area. You're going to need to take responsibility of your own actions rather than pointing fingers towards the other players if you do want to give it a go solo. But it does sound like a really interesting game. It's definitely mm. true to life as well. Yeah, I will quite happily become a slumlord in this game. <laughs> you you can. Um, the whole point of Magnet is you build up not just, it's not going around the board and grabbing, you know, Fleet Street or Park Lane or whatever, yeah. and then building a hotel on it. You build up and develop areas. So if you've started to build housing in an area, then the price for that will go up. But yep. it will go up more if you've also actually got the links to shopping centers and and entertainment facilities and that sort of mm-hmm. thing so you build up communities and the more you build so if you just go i'm just going to pile all the slum buildings in here it won't go up as much as if it was actually in an area where there is other access to various things so you can stuff people into an area but you know residents won't flock to it if they no. don't have access to the other facilities um and it's also it's fascinating the way that as you go the the price the the market increases increases so you're not just going well this plot of land is going to cost me a million and then i have to build on it you're going well this plot of land may cost a million but then you've developed that area and now it's got a shopping mall and it's got some uh high rises so it's actually going to cost me two million for that empty plot mm-hmm. of land because there's some developments going on there so you also have to plan how you're going to approach it and to make sure you've got the money there because it does just sort of increase as you go there's a, a an interview that i did with the designer james naylor when he was going to kickstarter on the site um so it's it's interesting to listen to him talk about how he sort of developed it and the fact that you've got that market crash so the bubble will go so far before it bursts like we've seen once or twice in our lifetime already um so you can you can listen to that uh interview if you fancy finding out a bit more about magnet but yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of there's a game called suburbia which does something similar to this but it's all done with hex tiles and things but i really like what they've done with this we've got the 3d buildings in it and all that kind of thing as well yeah. and i like that it kind of condenses things into it being more around everybody working on one city rather than multiple different districts and all that kind of thing or different cities uh, but and then I I mean I also play games like Pipeline, which is about laying pipes and drilling for oil. So you know this sounds right up my street. So <laughs> Makes sense. I really so I really can see somebody though. There's always regardless that you're working together. There's always someone that's going to want a building that you want in the middle of your area that they're going to charge a ridiculous amount for later on. <laughs> no, Justin, it will more than likely be. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. The new cutthroat one in the office is clearly shit. <laughs> He's young. He'll learn. He's, yeah. He's I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's coming right after it. 
I, I imagine it's because he's spending so much time with you. It's yeah, <laughs> rub it off. Yeah, <laughs> it's going that way. Anyway, so yeah, magnet now available, mm-hmm. and like I say, if you want to have a, a look and see how it sort of plays out, and, and James's yes. sort of ideas, there's that interview as well from way back in the mess of time when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So much younger, no grey in the beard. Quite we've had in the beard actually. We've had Jerry in the past in two different formats. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> let's see let's see what we come up with when we take a look at agma and their etruscan range because i don't think i've had a chance to be in the past here yet uh, but again <laughs> another kickstarter uh, that's now available for retail so they brought this to kickstarter last year actually november last year yeah, uh, and these are are now out in the wild for regular folks who didn't back the kickstarter to lay their hands on so a range of 28 mil etruscans uh metal miniatures that you can use to play games of Clash of Spears, um, Saga, for example. Although there, I don't think there's an Etruscan board yet for Hannibal, is there? Oh, I must have a look. Uh, but very interesting nation, I suppose. So before the rise of Rome uh, as a, a dominant force in Italy, there were an awful lot of city-states and the Etruscans were there. Uh, and we don't know a huge amount about them, annoyingly. Um, mm. because their own language, people always bang on about the Egyptians and stuff with their pointy buildings and how long it took to decipher hieroglyphs. We still haven't deciphered the Etruscan language. Wow. So everything we know comes from the Greeks and the Romans who, mm-hmm. you know, both went to war with the Etruscans. So we're not really certain. Like that, they're not us, they smell. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, they, they fight in a very similar style to the Greeks. So whether or not they started off as a, some sort of fledgling offshoot of the the Greek um, colonies in Italy. But these guys ended up way, way up the the Northwest. Uh, But it's great to see, and it's a comprehensive range that they managed to fund on the Kickstarter. Uh, A few of the things that aren't actually in the article, which I will go and show you because I'm like that, um, are actually some of the more whimsical not not required parts for your tabletop. So getting your hands on a, a horror specs. Um, so you can actually have your sacrifices before the game starts. Uh, it's very handy for Clash of Spears because you can actually pay for uh, essentially a soothsayer type yeah. of thing uh, that you have a chance to get like a little bonus for. I never have. I always fluff the roll. So it's a waste of points for me. But, you know. <laughs> um, and still, you know, if you've got a horror specs, then you need a sacred bull that you can have slaughtered beforehand. So Again, you could either do a little diorama or it'd be very nice just to have it like as a, a camp setting. Because like we said before, a lot of uh, scenarios and historic games work with camp settings being very focused. They've even done a full ship crew. So nice. if you have uh, the Roman trireme from Sarissa, these actually fit in. Oh. So you've got the ship's captain who sits on the little, that's actually the chair from the ship itself, and then the uh, ship's crew to run about the place and do what they're told to do. <laughs> do what you're told. Row, damn you, row. Oh, him on the <laughs> left looks like he's crying as well. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's a hot, sweaty <laughs> business being on a trireme. Uh, nice thing about Agama's site, if you've not been here before, is they do give a breakdown of the history of whatever it is. So you get a little potted uh history if you're not aware of who the etruscans were or who the romans or that sort of thing happened to be it will tell you a bit about where they come from and where they've made their design choices so 
if you're interested in getting your hands on some Etruscan warriors, then it tells you this is you know done in a certain way. Even things like the horror specs, um, having the robe drawn up over the the head was done because it's based off a piece of uh, Roman sculpture. Uh, but yeah, a, a fantastic range. The metal noble heads um, fit onto both their Roman and uh, Carthaginian plastics. So you could actually, if you, you just want to use the metals for a bit more diversity within your your force, um, but then bulk out your actual rank and file troops with plastics, then you can just throw a few of those metal heads in to, uh, to vary things up a bit. Mm. Yeah, Truscans. They're a, a fascinating yeah, mix in terms of design and look of yeah. like classical Greek sort of hoplites mm. and that sort of style, and then Roman at the same time. So it's a it's fascinating true. mix of the two aesthetically, which I think is really nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And like, like yeah. I say, they, uh, they sat there looking big and brawny in the northwest part of, of Italy for quite some time uh, until the Romans ruffle-stomped them like they did everybody else. <laughs> uh, but they fought in a very similar fashion to Greeks. So you, you have phalanx, uh, hop-like sort of forces coming forward. So mm-hmm. if you fancy playing Greeks, but want to change it up a bit, uh, then the Etruscans are probably a great way to go because yeah. you know it's it's not your standard Greek outlook, uh, yeah. and you can uh, then go two to two with Rome and see if you can punish them before they get the whole republic on the go. But yeah, great stuff from Agma and uh, long may it continue. Interesting mm-hmm. to see what they do that. next. Cool. Where are we off to then? Well, previously in summer, we were informed that there was a Marvel RPG on the way. So Mm -hmm. regardless of the title, is well far away. It's about 2023. We have got some movements uh, on the title. And if you are interested in the massive Marvel universe, uh, Marvel are providing that. So if you're keen on playtesting the upcoming Marvel title, it's already up on Amazon. Not the actual book, the playtest. So it's 104 pages of playtest rules. They're up on pre-order. They're not out until the 29th of March, mm-hmm. but it's live and we are one step closer to find out more. So as you may have guessed, players are going to be headed into the Marvel multiverse. That's already got plethora of lore, backstory, and a wealth of information on each character and world that is involved within. So you can play as Captain America and throw some shields about or group for some burly and limited vocabulary. You can even build your own, uh, but they will work alongside my agility, resilience, vigilance, ego, and logic. Can you guess what that means? Marvel. So oh, when you're building your... Oh, can you see? Can you see what they did? But when building your character stats, that's what you will be going next to. So you're going to be using a brand new 3D6 mechanic, which will, which is aptly named from the 616 Earth system universe within Marvel. Um, so you are going to progress by rolling a six and a one and a six. Bad bananas. Right. So along with that information of game system, there is some alternative artwork, which Jerry was just showing. Um, so if you do, if you are like me, I used to collect so many comic books and have loads of different um, alternative art covers, Scott Young and stuff like that. They are doing that with the playtest book as well. So if you are a Marvel fan and like your alt covers, they are going to be released as well. So I'm going to commit to this. I really think myself and Justin would make an amazing Rook and Grokit combo. Rook, Rook and Grokit? Wow. <laughs> wow. Your new name is your Rook and Grokit. Yeah, Rook. <laughs> yeah. Rook and Grokit. Just me and my free. No relation whatsoever. 
Yeah, we're just two things that are completely different. <laughs> Groot and Rocket, me and Justin would be really good at Groot and Rocket, yeah. But I'd, I'd be really interested. I think we could get on tabletop to do a Guardians campaign. I think we could do it. I mean, on, honestly, I would love to play a Loki-ass character. Like, yeah. Like, the TV show. Just, I really like just the character growth I saw on that one. And I think that could be a fun character to roleplay. Yeah. Who would you guys choose? If I was going to, well, if I was going to play a character that mm-hmm. only existed within the Marvel Universe, I'd want to be Spider Man. <gasps> Spider Man. Swing around. Yeah. Or oh, well, Miles Morales. No, but yeah. Ben Parker. Yeah. No, the yeah. Well, no, but then I die. I just, <laughs> if you're Peter Parker, I think Jerry would make an absolute amazing JJJ. <laughs> I'd probably go. Maybe Moon Knight. Moon Knight. So I can spend my time being just, you know, completely bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to even stay in character from one scene to the next, never mind one week to the next. Really just, be various, yeah. just be various sub personalities uh, uh, within yeah. them. It would be I, really cool, though. I, I think, as well as Deadpool. Deadpool would be quite nice to play. I'm, I am absolutely fascinated by how the system is going to work because hmm. I think it's really interesting that they've gone we're just going to do something entirely new because I, I'm guessing they're doing this because obviously they don't want to do anything that's been done before yep. and they kind of want to try and make it sort of approachable for a lot of people that are maybe stepping into role playing for the first time because mm-hmm. I imagine a lot of people have seen the growth of things like Dungeons and Dragons and obviously the MCU is massive and so you'll have people being like, oh, but can I role-play as a superhero? Well, here's the official Marvel role-playing yeah. game kind of thing. So it will be really interesting to see how easy it is to get into and yeah. whether or not there's enough depth within the system to allow it to allow for the different types of characters you want to be and powers and all that kind of thing as well. So, but yeah, fascinating. It's the chance to be huge. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it all plays out. I, I, I mean, the, obviously, I, I see where they've gone 616. I don't understand what that means. Does it mean you roll in the particular- high, low, high? Is that what they're looking for? Uh, you know, because tacking something on because it, it's a fun little in joke for people, yeah. But then can end up making the system much worse. Uh, Marvel had an RPG I played to death years ago, Marvel Superheroes, uh, which was just percentile based. So it was much easier, and you just yeah. you know you rolled equal to or under your stat on D one hundred, no messing around. There's also um, Mutants so, and Masterminds that's been around for years, yeah. and Savage Worlds also has superhero-based stuff and everything like that as well. Well, so. that's what... Sentinels in the Multiverse as well, yeah. That well, that's good. the thing. This is only going to get bigger, isn't it? So if it gets successful, we'll end up seeing X-Men come over, and we'll mm. just see expansion after expansion. So I'm interested. It's a fun mm. universe to play about in. Yeah. The, the fact that you have to pay for the beta mm. is cheeky. Yeah. So they have said that you can pitch in, you can help mould the game, oh, but you are nice. going to need to purchase the playtest rules. Yeah. yeah that... Or not so expensive? We don't know yet, unfortunately. It's yeah. on Amazon at the moment. So I've done... Oh, is there a price? It is. It is pre-order at the moment. So I'm not sure mm. what might be. I'll have a look. I'm going to look at it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just keeping an eye on Ben's face to see if he goes... <laughs> The, oh, it's £7.40. So there you go. It's not, it's not, that not terrible, but most companies, when they're doing a beta test, um, generally do a cut-down version for free because they know, yeah. they know they it may help. be a complete dog. Mm. And buying the beta test and then having to buy the actual game when it's finally released mm. as well. 
I know somebody's probably going to mention page count. I don't care how many pages there are. Um, if I'm having to do somebody else's work for them, they <laughs> should be paying me, not the other way around. Yep. Don't worry, so, found a bargain. You can get it from WH Smith next year <gasps> for £6.97. Oh, oh by oh. grab Thor's hammer. That is all those pennies. <laughs> yeah, so and interesting news anyway that the uh, the Marvel RPG is coming back mm, in a new, yeah. new format. Time will tell whether or not it's successful <laughs> or whether it's hot garbage. So yeah. <laughs> We shall see. Yeah. Where are we off to then, Ben? Uh, I was going to make a segue then, but I, I thought better of it. But anyway, so we're diving, in, <laughs> so we're diving into some Games Workshop stuff uh, just for the final segment of this, uh, because there's been no sort of like overly big stuff that's been released since the Outcast that we talked about last week. Mm. But there are some battle forces for those that are so inclined and want to pick up some extra bits and pieces. Uh, they These will be available through independent stockists like us, although there will be a very limited number of them. So if you do like these and you do want to pick them up, and obviously make sure you get ahead of the game and get in there early on the weekend. But uh, we have some new Battle Force sets for Warhammer 40,000 and also for Warhammer Age of Sigma. On the 40k side of things, we have Space Marines, because of course. Mm. Uh, it's a big old Primaris force with lots and lots of Primaris in there, which is obviously what you want to see nowadays, I guess. Uh, yeah. At least games workshop do anyway. Um, you also have the Adeptus Aroritas there, which is slightly more cut down and elite than I would have thought. Uh, mm. But uh, obviously, comes with a whole bunch it's of extra heavy stuff. In there. Yeah. Um, the the interesting thing about these is that I think they sort of cross the gamut between sort of this is something that you could use to get started, like with the Space Marine one, and then also this is something you could use to then build on an existing force with some of them. So, for example, the Adeptus Sororitas one doesn't feel like something that you'd start out with, but it mm -hmm. feels like something you could build, you could buy just in bulk to get a bunch of extra stuff. Um, you've also got the Adeptus Mechanicus, which seems like a pretty cool box as well, I've got to say. It seems like some, some really nice bits and pieces in there. Mm. Lots of Skitari and stuff like that. You've got a Magos at the front and all that stuff too. Mm. You've then got the Death Guard, uh, which is slightly more along the lines of the Adeptus Rorichos one there, with you know some slightly heavier and elite units in the mix as well at the same sure. time, alongside the Terminators and stuff. But then you've got... In this box. Pardon, sorry, Justin? I'm not sure if there's a HQ in this box, unless is that a Plague Champion? I think you probably go with the um, the dude at the front as your leader. Yeah, yeah I reckon you uh, well, probably just switch are, him around. Those are the Terminators. So. Yeah, but you probably. I I reckon you could probably just use him as a noble lord in Terminator armor, couldn't you as well, if you really wanted to? But obviously, yeah. then that ruins the amount of the unit that you've got there at the tabletop. But yeah, um, you've also got the orcs and the necrons as well for some Oops. Xenos fluff. Uh, so the uh, orc battle force is made up of a lot of the sort of. Um, new plastics mm -hmm. um, for the orcs. So you've got the new boys there, as you can see, spread out throughout that box, alongside some of the uh, older stuff. So you've got the war, the war trike there as well. Uh, and you've got the, the Grots and Gretchen's in the back with their lovely master as well. And you've also and, got a Daka jet. And because, a flyer, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, the last one, as I was mentioning, is the Necron one, um, which again, feels like it's a little bit of a sort of smorgasbord of options that you could use to build up a force. Obviously, you've only got the one unit of the Necron Warriors in there. Would be nice to have two obviously so maybe that's something you'd bolt onto this but also again because of the, all the different elite and sort of fast attack and heavy sport options in there as well you might just want to use this as an addition to something that you've already got so maybe if you picked up um the new starter set for the game and you wanted some of the additional stuff to go alongside that then maybe the world scour legion would be something you want to have a pop at uh, but yeah some some interesting options there for one forty thousand. um i've seen how elder of course because they're all still fine cast the <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, trying to work but, out whether or not that tripod on the back right is just because they've used a photo with that tripod at the back right. Oh, yeah, because it's a different color. And it's it slightly is, bigger. Right. So it feels like there's one in the box, but it looks like there might be two. I think that what? Maybe. I don't know why they would show two on the front of the box if there wasn't two. In but the it but that's, that is clearly not. It looks in really the odd. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Clear, it's clearly they've taken a photo for a backdrop because that is not in the same focal as the rest of them. It that looks like the same image, but blown up a bit. Yes. Mm. Mm, shifted. Yep. They weren't very specific in the description. No, they weren't. I'm trying to count how many figures are there, yeah. but they're scarabs. So I think it might be included. Gore, I hate scarabs. Even scarabs. Scarabs, scarabs, man. Scarabs, boy, units down. Yeah. But anyway, um, enough of that. Yeah. We also have some stuff for Age of Sigma that mm. um, Free talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago that's also mm. been lined up for the battle forces and things as well. Mm. So you have the Soul Blight Grave Lords. Uh, leading the way so if you wanted to play as your vampire counts on the tabletop in Age of Sigma you've got that which is pretty cool a whole bunch of the new stuff in there so you've got lots and lots of dead walker zombies uh, lots of the uh, the new skeleton warriors as well yes. there you've got the new vampire cavalry and all that kind of stuff in there too you've got the head knights of Slanesh as well uh, which is a force that I didn't um, think had uh, well sort of faded into obscurity, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I think, which which is a little bit of a shame because it had some really fantastic-looking miniatures in it. Uh, but it's obviously nice to see that sort of coming back to the fore as an option for mm -hmm. people to dive into and play around with. You've then got the Lumineth Realm Lords, or the Cowboys, if you want to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you wanted to lead a crusade from the realm of Haish, the realm of Light, and destroy all your chaos forces that lie before you, then you have that option as well. Uh, a reasonably balanced force there as well, which is quite nice to see, which I think is the case for all the different forces we've got here for Age of Sigma. I think they're a little bit more balanced than the ones that for, for one or 40,000 in terms mm -hmm. of the options you get. Uh, and then you have the Otiarch Bone Reapers as well. Yes. Um, so if you wanted to uh, take control of um, Nagash's elite forces, uh, looking to stake their claim, stamp their claim, sorry, on the uh, Mortal Realms, then you have some options there as well. Oh, yeah, you, you don't cool. want to put stakes anywhere near an undead. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I do prefer the Age of Sigmar loadouts to the 40k ones. Yeah. They do seem to be, like I say, a, a bit more... Seems more introductory, which I think yeah. is a, a, core, yeah. a core thing of this. But, um, but yeah. I think when I do compare the... In the God. Soul Great Wave Lords, dear God, that's a lot of minis. That's a lot of plastic. Mm, I yeah. think when you do compare the two, I think a lot of the 40k ones have gone with what's the most popular in 40k at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you got, yeah, you got the space marines and you got the necrons in there, which obviously a key thing for everyone. And then even the orcs are obviously relatively new, so they've, mm -hmm. they've been thrown into the mix. Uh, but yeah, so. mm. Fascinating stuff. Mm. If you're after one of those, good luck. I believe most stores are getting about the same amount that you know uh, you can count on one hand if you're mm. lucky. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be joining the big queue at Gibbs Workshop. So yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, if you want a stocking for Warhammer World to open, yeah, that. Well, if you want a stocking filler, be lucky. <laughs> That's all we can say a there. Big ass sock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Jerry is humongous. You just put up a uh, pillowcase. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worked for the Dean, works for me. <laughs> so that's enough news for this week. We're going to take a quick swish, and when we come back, we'll be diving into the world of the very, very small.
Alrighty then. So 3D printing, Benjamino. Very small 3D printing. But what okay. are we looking at? Uh, so we are going to be looking at something that is almost a little bit of like an indie whilst mm. also being 3D printing mm. is the shiz. Uh, so recently I watched a video by the wonderful 52 Miniatures, mm-hmm. um, who has a fantastic YouTube channel that we've talked about before, um, where he was putting together a diorama for the Silver Bayonet uh, to celebrate the release of it, Makes sense. which is very awesome. Mm. Uh, but he was using some miniatures that I immediately was like, hold on a, a minute. What the deuce is this? Um, so anyway, yes. Uh, and so I was like, I need to go and find these miniatures. And so you can see some of them being painted here in a second. There we go. <laughs> uh, so these came from a small Patreon mm-hmm. uh, called St. Descent that is uh, putting together fascinating, twisted, grim, dark esque miniatures uh, for use in your tabletop games or simply to paint up uh, for the joy of it. There you can see the final diorama, which I think is pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a really cool idea for the Silver Bay and it's sort of twisting things around and stuff and playing around with that kind of feel and, and things. Yeah. <laughs> you just see one of them going, no, 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 hang on, did you hear that? <laughs> right before he gets killed. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, I should say that if you, if, if you haven't seen 52 Miniatures before, go and check out this stuff. Mm. It's really, really well shot. It's amazingly detailed and, and is full of interesting ideas. But anyway, so yes, Saint Descent has put together these really awesome miniatures for you to play around with. These are some of the newer ones that have popped up recently, which is these sort of cauldron oh, mounts, which I think are just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think these are perfect for the kind of like um, sludge turn it 28 turn it. style um, games that people are sort of putting together now and playing around with. Imagine these done and they're sort of like walking pumpkins perhaps. Mm. And so you have the roots coming out from the tops from their sort of like bulbous bellies and things. I think that would be really awesome. The style of the helmets as well is really cool. It's got that almost sort of like conquistador style look to them from sort of like that period yeah. of history, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. I, I like the called dead eyes. Mm, there's yes. like two pistols in the snow. Mm. they'd be very good for living armor for exactly yes because i I was thinking you could do some really fun stuff with that where you either have that as almost like maybe you do it really grim and you have blood leaking from them sort of over the top of the armor plating or maybe you put like a glow in the back of those as if there is some sort of spectral force sort of seen in the back i also like that you've got a lot lots of different poses in there to play around with kind of looking like sentinel which i think is pretty neat uh, especially if you wanted to go down that kind of like ghostly armor or more sort of automaton side mm-hmm. of things. And then all of them are armed with different weapons as well, which I think is really cool. Um, so a little bit sort of dark soulsy, a little bit mm-hmm. grim dark, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you've also got these, which are the ones featured as part of the video, which are the, um, the mage hunters, mm-hmm. which I think are brilliant. They're I think nice. these are such a cool idea, sort of running with that sort of alternative history style of things where at a certain point in history, um things sort of getting sort of getting weird and arcane and, and twisted and that leads to like advances in technology where you get things like those gas masks and all that kind of thing in there but yet you've still got all the sort of black powder weaponry and stuff at the same time in the traditional style of armor um again if you're playing something like sludge i think these would be amazing yeah. for that in particular um mm. just really even, even 40k yes um, yeah. yeah back when the imperial guard just to have regiments Mm-hmm. Before everybody became Cadians, 
uh, it, it was really good. Or displaced Cadians. Yeah. yeah, it was really good to see <laughs> things like that. And I mean, the the weaponry, yes, that's some form of presumably matchlock um, weapon that they've got. But with the, the combination of the gas masks and the big chunky weapon, they could easily be some sort of dodgy las gun. I really like the look of this. There are still people in the 40k universe that use black powder weapons. So that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so. there's a lot to be said for a stub gun. Uh, you know when yeah, you're, you're getting you're down not and dirty. Auto gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your manual gun. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, some really fun stuff there as well. Something that John was particularly enamoured with when mm. um, he saw this page as well was the addition of cat girl heads as well. <laughs> so if you were pl- if, if you were looking to put together. Some cat girl space marines, then you have some options there as well. Oh, yeah, you know, so exactly. would also work particularly well for Sisters of Battle, very sure. Yeah, um, no. you know, well, maybe some of the heretic ones that Demon Fuge had the abhumans just going <laughs> shoot in the back of the head because they've all been a bit <laughs> slaneshy. You see a sister battle with cat ears, and you're going slaneshy. Time, time to bring the Emperor's grace to the back of your forehead. Bam, bam, bam. The, the Order of the Black Revolt. <laughs> If yep. they introduce themselves by going, ooh, ooh, then you shoot them. That's the <laughs> could be, could be that. Uh, you also have this head I, pack them running well. up to a chaos marine screaming, "Notice me, senpai!" Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> gun them down. Um, you also have this head, uh, this headset as well, which I think is really neat. So, if you're planning to play around mm. with all the stuff that you'd seen previously to this, or you wanted to switch things up for some, for example, those large knights, uh, or play around with those cauldron knights and things in different ways of those different style of helmets, you've got that too. You've also got lots of different options there for the different mage hunters as well. Even one of these has cat ears. Yes, there is a gas mask wearing cat-eared gentleman <laughs> as well. That's so, delightful. Yeah. That is delightful. Yeah. I think in particular, the I mean, Jerry loves those. I know he Sally loves Hems. those. Yeah. Why I, would you I, not love a Sally Ham? I love seeing those in Perry in the Perry miniatures collections, but there's ne- mm. there's never enough of them. Mm. Um, but then you, those helmets at the bottom, I'm pointing at the screen. Those yes. helmets at the bottom, perfect for, again, Turn twenty eight sludge because mm. obviously you know instead of those being antlers, turn them into roots, <gasps> sort of growing out the top of the helmet or something as well. Yeah, break I, I want to uh, do an entire regiment of of death core with just cat ear helms on <laughs> <laughs> and paint the cat ears pink. Yes, like a little piece of joy in their life. <laughs> if you want to field an entire army of knights who say knee, you can do that. Well. Sell a helm with antlers. Yeah. That's the way to go. <laughs> Ecky, ecky, ecky. Uh, yeah, so, as well as having the My Mini Factory that you can mm. go and check out, which has uh, basically everything that's been um, been done so far, mm-hmm. there is also a Patreon you can go and check out. As I say, very small currently, mm. uh, but the focus has been sort of on getting those cauldron lights and the mage hunters together yeah, at the yeah. moment. Uh, but hopefully with them appearing, you know, here, or mm. and for example, on the 52 Minutes video, we'll see them turning their attention to doing a lot more of these and playing around with them and, and having a little bit of fun with it. Um, but yeah, as I say, only been around for a couple of months. A really sort of like little interesting diamond within the rough of the internet that I think yeah. is really cool. And it'll be fun to see where they go because I really like the style. I think the style is very, very cool. Fits into that grimdark wheelhouse that I enjoy uh, and we should work for a whole bunch of different games uh, at the moment. So. Oh, they're, they're lovely. And like you say, only just starting off. So it'll be fascinating to see where mm. they go from here if they continue on the... Um, I suppose the sludgy turn be historical sort of look that they've currently got, or if, 
if the next bit that comes out of the Patreon is is something uh, out of left field, because judging by what's there already, it could go either way. Could be anything. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, you could see something sci-fi yeah. or something historic or something mm-hmm. uh, more uh, traditional. I would almost say. Uh, certainly, some of the bits and pieces there are obviously very traditional. Uh, it just gives you head options, which is nice to see. The Instagram shows off some things. So, for example. I mean, that gives you an idea of of what one of those cat people heads looks like on a uh, a Stormcast Eternal. You could do all of the above, what Jerry just said, but with everything with cat ears. Yeah. (laughs) I do like that. I mean, you know, the the ideas behind it, the um, style of sculpting and even getting, you know, artists in to do concept art as well. Uh, shows that it's you know it's it's a little niche um, starter. Oh, look, hand cannon stick bombs. Mm. Anyway, nice. yeah, yeah, lovely to see, and and very compact and bijou Mostyn, which doesn't age me at all. <laughs> that is not the only three D print we are no. going to have a quick look at. Though. Mm. So we also have um, some stuff from the folks at Raging Heroes. So a new month has arrived, and that means a new suite of miniatures for you to go and 3D print at home. Uh, thank God John's not here, otherwise he'd end up getting all of these and printing them off. Because uh, he's already done he, he's already done something. I'm not going to spoil it, but he's already done something. <laughs> uh, this is for the Land of the Frost, uh, which is sort of taking things in a sort of Eastern European, a Russian direction, mm-hmm. uh, a Soviet direction, I guess, in some cases as well. Uh, when it comes, there's also a Krampus uh, for putting together your armies. If you ever wanted to make Kislev um, look incredibly awesome, then this is probably something you should uh, dive in and have a look at because there are lots and lots and lots of different characters, troops, monsters, terrain, and everything in between. Uh, there is a Baba Yaga hiding in her cauldron. There are all these Tsarinas and Tsars. There are um, sort of werewolf um, in- monstrous infantry for you to play around with. Uh, there are priests and undead sort of um, sort of casters and arcane users as well for you to play around with as well. Uh, it is a seriously impressive collection that, as you can see, is presented in a rather big image. <laughs> that bear um, yeah. has antlers and no. tusks. Yeah. yeah. Bear wanted to be someone else that mm, day. Exactly. He's cosplaying as a stag. That's the, yeah. Chernobog, the black oh, god. The cool take on Chernobog there as well. Mm. Very nice. Very cool. yeah. Not as cool as uh, Peter Stormare, who's possibly mm. the best Chernobog I've ever seen. I mean, that is pretty cool in America, you guys. I will say. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's right up there, nonetheless. That's a fascinating piece of work, it's isn't it? Huge. Morena on the back there. Is she on a sled? I wouldn't take Turkish delight off her. No. <laughs> <laughs> you stepped through the wrong, the wrong wardrobe, child. <laughs> well, you know. But those are, the Sard Guard are particularly chunky. And really yeah. The nice thing about these as well, so you've got the Frost Maidens and the and the Tsar Guard. Uh, when you get the Guardian in the, the lower level, you get a, like, a select just of those, a couple of those versions of those sculpts. Hmm. When you level it up to the Overlord tier, you get a whole bunch of additional alternative sculpts as well for you to play around with. So if you're putting together an army and you want some more options, then you can kind of bump your pledge up by a little bit extra 
and you get a whole bunch of extra stuff, including all the other bits and pieces there. But yes. yeah, I think I think I'm I'm with you on these, Jerry. I think these are amazing. Um, yeah. Perfect for, as you say, sort of Kislevite stuff and all that kind of thing. So. Or Northern Alliance for uh, Kings of War as well. Very much so. Yeah. Here are some humans I, living with elves and dwarves in the snow fortresses. I would trace these out for some of the Kador units. Yeah, you could do that as well. That would be very good, especially with things like the Cossacks. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Cossacks. Perfect. I mean, we've seen a lot of folklore from Raging Heroes over the last couple of months. We've had we Norse, have, and it's really nice to see Slavic folklore come into the centre for once, because mm-hmm. you do find, it's nice having, obviously, around Christmas, you've got the likes of Moroshko and and uh, Krampus, for example, but it's nice to see the characters that you don't normally see out there. What about seeing a Krampus? A Krampus. <laughs> Krampus was gorgeous. That is a beautiful, beautiful Krampus. And look, a double-headed eagle. Posture's there, Morena's there, Baba Yaga's there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very, very gorgeous. I mean, that's that's a different take on a griffin right there. Oh, yeah. Mm. What's smarter than one-headed eagle? Does it, yep. Does it argue with itself? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'll it'll peck, peck both your eyes out at the same time. That's, that's how efficient it is. Peck your eyes um, out. But yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a nice selection because it kind of offers up uh, sort of, as you were saying there, free sort of some folklore bits that people perhaps aren't that aware of mm-hmm. and then lots of stuff that is obviously very Russian looking at the same time. I like yeah, the modular yeah. Can't Everybody go wrong with a couple of minuets. Yeah. I just love the terrain that they release as well. Mm. well as, 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 we, as we've discussed, Free, you're going to paint all this terrain now. So. Yeah. I'd make my, someone print <laughs> it for me, send it to me, and I'll, I'm quite quite happy out. I would be. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basil like, and it's amazingness. Reminds me very much of the, um, the location they used to film the later seasons of Vikings, where they went up to the mm. other Ross. Reminds me of the buildings that they used to as the the, the city there. Spoilers. <laughs> I've not got that far yet. Come down. Well, that happened, Jerry. I know. And it looks like <laughs> spoilers for history. Spoilers for history. <laughs> it works. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some spectacular mm. stuff there. Uh, and I do like the way that they've changed things up uh, this year, where it's not just aimed at role players with one miniature where you, you can, if you're a, a proper gamer, get your hands on multiple miniatures of the same type so you can form units without them just being, um, you know, one repeating miniature throughout it. So so that's good to see a nice long may continue, especially if you I want to feel an army really for quickly. chill. But yeah, Was that you, Justin, sorry? They're hammering them out so quickly. They really well. are, yeah. Mm, they are. Well, that's the whole point about Patreon. You can never stop moving. It's like a unicycle. You stop moving, you fall over. <laughs> that should be their slogan. Yeah, yeah. Gotta keep moving. Like a shark, me. Go and keep moving. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from 3D printing, we will round out the show with a couple of Kickstarters. And first off, is another very, very small. 3D printing thing. Exactly. Yeah. So we're back to it. Yeah. yeah. You can't stay away from them this week. Are you getting? Are you going to be it's all su- over the place? Succumb to the 3D printing. Yeah. Is that what you're doing, Ben? Well, this was, main, this was mainly like little bits of apple for you. Lead you towards yeah. 3D prints. Piece of resin. Piece of resin. Piece of resin. But no, this this was picked up because uh, mainly 
I'm kind of putting this out there because maybe Lloyd will get someone to print these off for him or something, and he'll finally make this samurai army that he's always been talking about. Wow. Because 15 mil, easier to pay than 28 mil. I'm just saying, Lloyd. Uh, but anyway, so this is uh, small miniatures who small. are, again, a very new uh, sort of like um, group of individuals that have been put, and creators that have been put come together to create a section of 15 millimeter and also 28 mil um, samurai armies for the tabletop. Um, so the 15 mil miniatures, as you're seeing there, uh, come pre-supported. The 28 mil ones do not, so you have to do a little bit of extra work with those. But this is a exceptionally large array of options for mm. you to bundle together and print off for creating possibly the samurai army of your dreams in 15 millimeter, I would say. Um, they have managed to throw in all the different characters you could think. Uh, you then have a whole selection of um, infantry options and cavalry at the same time. Uh, there are different riders for all the different horses. Each of the horses is also different, which I think is really cool. So you can mix and match the riders with the different horses if you want to try and vary up a unit. Um, although, obviously, in 15 mil, you just want to pack as much stuff in as possible, which would be very cool indeed. Um, you have the Dymos, you have the Archers, you have Ashigaru with spears and bows and everything. You have matchlock weapons for both on-foot and cavalry versions of those. And in addition to all of that, they've also done so well as part of the Kickstarter but they've also been unlocking loads of stretch goals. There's been three miniatures every week that have sort of been added into the um, the, the core pledge mm-hmm. as well. And you've also got loads of stuff that they're planning to release up into 2022 at the same time. Uh, so they're planning to release a whole bunch of additional things like, uh, for example, a section of Korean troops uh, because the Japanese, the Koreans had a lot of stuff going on during this period of history. Not all of it good. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, yeah, so uh, there are some interesting options there for those people who are trying to mix things up. You've also got artillery and all sort of little sort of like um, vignette pieces and terrain and everything mixed into the match as well. I think the sculpts for these are are fascinating. I think they're incredibly well detailed. Yeah. From from what we've seen of the test sculpts as well that you saw at the top of the page, uh, I think they seem to hold all their detail, uh, obviously through one of the 3D print, printers that they're using. I'm sure it would be you might have to tweak some things, for example, with your home ones, but you know if they're coming out okay for them, then that's pretty good in terms of tests. Uh, I think these would be... Because well, someone was talking about the idea that these would be really hard to paint because of all the detail on them. Mm. What I'm saying, contrast. <laughs> yeah. And also, small scale. You don't have to do as much detail on them as you do on a 28mm. <laughs> yeah, if the detail's on the armour, then yeah. a wash and a dry brush and away you go. Exactly, yeah. Or dry uh, brush and wash if you want to break out the brain matter beige. <laughs> and for the vast majority of the stuff from this kind of period, you're either going to have one sort of big poppy primary color, like a red or a blue, for example, for one of the, or a yellow, perhaps mm-hmm. for one of the, one of the clans, and then mix and match that in with some leathers and, and, and black and metallics and stuff. And you're basically away, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah, as you can see, loads of stuff uh, in the mix for them in the future. And uh, I hope this means that if this Kickstarter goes well, I mean, it has been funded, uh, that they'll be back with more stuff in the future because I'd love to see them do more 15 mil. If this is how their samurai are turning out, it'd be really awesome to see them turn their attention to other miniatures of the period, maybe European powers as well. Uh, maybe go further back than that as, uh, and dive into um, other eras of history at the same time. But yeah, a solid set of options, I think, from them. Beautiful stuff. Very good mm-hmm. for anybody getting into ancient gaming. Uh, mm-hmm. Excellent if people are planning on... Uh, jumping into Clash of Katanas, which is coming early next year. So, you know, you don't need a big model count for that. You can get away with sort of 
50, 60 odd men for a basic game anyway. Well, 40 to 60. So, uh, yeah, really nice to see. And something you don't see a huge amount of at the moment. Uh, certainly not in the 3D printing. People tend to not dive into feudal Japan for some unknown reason. But very, very comprehensive Kickstarter. Smashing stuff. 15 days left on that one if you want to get into some small miniatures. So basically, very they're very small. <laughs> Our last Kickstarter, though, uh, is from Steamy Forge Games. Yeah, Steamy Forge Games and Painting Polygons are at it again with a new 5e adventure. And it's up on Kickstarter at the minute. And players being sent back to school as well. So uh, in Adventures of Academia First Class. So you're going to need to head back to the books and take on whimsical adventures with magic and skill all the way back to basics. So heroes aren't born heroes. They become them. So we're seeing them straight at the start where they learn all their crucial abilities. So you could take a character from 5e, for example, that you already have existing in the world and take them back to school to get to know them a bit more. There's loads of different things that you can do. So like Animal Adventures, Paint and Polygons have teamed up to Steamforge to create the miniatures that you see as well. So these are the students that are attending the college. They'll learn their class, their craft, and obviously get into a ton of trouble while they're there. So each student becomes to a house within the school. So whether you belong to House Might, House Arcane, House Divine, or House Conning, Cunning, not Conning, Canning. Although if you are cunning, a thief, cunning, you are, cunning comes yeah, you, you are so. a thief technically. <laughs> you could be in Conning. Uh, yeah. You're going to be getting up to uh, loads of risky business in classes that suit you. So if you're a fighter, monk, or barbarian, you'll go in house might. Wizard, warlock, or sorcerer, you're going to feel home at house or cane. Hippies like myself, if you're a right. druid, paddling, or cleric, you will go in house divine. And if you're a mischievous folk, such as rangers, rogues, bard conning people uh you will go to house cunning so it's only a short campaign it's only seven days long so it is a really short one but you will get a few kickstarter exclusives as well and your hands on a really adorable basset hound that's actually a professor i don't think i would learn anything from him i would just be a really condescending student so, like, oh, so cute. Uh, that would be my problem uh, but there's no stretch goals or anything like that only one pledge a few excuse, uh, excuses, exclusives, uh, quick and simple turnaround campaign, bunch of loads, uh, stunning miniatures and school rivalry and a chance to take your 5e character back to basics. So mm. four days left, really great iPod mm. RPG to play with family and a really nice way to build your kids' characters up if you are going to play with your kids and you want them to get into an RPG, a really nice way to fundamentally teach abilities and going back to school uh, for them to eventually join a more brutal campaign later on. Fascinating stuff. I wonder how long the one-shot adventure is, because generally whenever I see one shot, I think one session in and out. Yeah. Like two, three hours, you're done and dusted. Mm-hmm. I know. It is, uh, it's £30. It's only a £30 uh, pledge, so it's quite small, considering the amount of uh, miniatures you get with that as well. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. So I do anticipate that the one-shot might not be long, but it is said uh, Adventures in Academia first mm-hmm. class, so I presume they will be coming out with more classes oh, yeah, or expansions yeah. uh yeah Thank coming you. out near the end but it's quite cool it's, it kind of reminds me of a hogwarts adventure you know mm. where you go in with your school and get up to trouble get up to no good and attend your classes and uh everybody in the class gets annoyed with harry potter because they never get their work done that kind yeah. Of thing. yeah i imagine the uh miniatures then will be pre-assembled plastic in the same way yes. they've done with the 
other well, there's yes like they are they're doing they're not doing plastic sorry they're going to be doing uh, resin so the oh, okay. after animal adventures last time around the far away sea uh, they gave us a preview of the resin nice. so uh, by the looks of it ventures marketing now will be doing a resin as well oh my god he's an owl wizard oh i know ben uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the, the, the tortoise with the which is the one that really jumped out to me yeah. But it certainly looks like a lot of fun. And I'd, I'd be interested to see people bring their existing characters back to base as well to see if they could learn anything yeah. from them, add more to their campaign. Mm-hmm. But it does uh, seem like a lot of fun. I think it's a neat idea because often one of the things that you sometimes get with, you know, starting a new D&D campaign is sort of like, why am I terrible? And I'm, you know, 22 years old and I'm going on an adventure kind of thing. Maybe I should, surely I should be a little bit better at this. Whereas, like, if you set it sort of like back at this point in history, and you do it as them being sort of teenagers at school, yeah. getting to you know, getting to use their powers and develop that way, I think obviously that sort of gives you a little bit of an interesting in mm-hmm. to playing Dungeons and Dragons on in the long term with a character and sort of starting yeah. up from that very basic sort of nice. level. I'm thinking like level one. Yeah, you probably would get beaten up because yeah. <laughs> you're a kid so. it's just nice prologue isn't it for another adventure as well so you could eventually talk about what happened at school with the people that you're still adventuring if you're still in the same kind of team with them and you could talk about things that you did at school do you remember that time you did that and it's that just one time at band camp that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not something not as um fluty, yeah. but <laughs> But it does. Uh, it's quite, as I said, I'm surprised to see it up for seven days, but it's, it is coming from Stainford, so I presume they won't need as much funding as the little guys. Um, but quite cool yeah, to Going say. back to something you said as well, I think this would be quite nice mixing together stuff with like Hero Forge stuff. Mm. So obviously you use the basis of this as the campaign. You get the, your kids or teenagers or whatever to make their characters in Hero Forge, port them over to this, give them a house for them to be in, all that kind of thing as well, and, uh, and, and, really and have fun with it. So. Mm. fascinating stuff yeah cool idea mm. also funded so well <laughs> done them and four days left if you fancy diving into some academic nonsense uh for D. and like they were saying i'm sure it's it's going to be the first of many adventures so uh potentially throw in some some villains in the next one maybe because uh, that could be fun <laughs> seeing i suppose a, a lower entry adversary yeah not everybody wants wants to see tiamat on the tabletop every time and if you've got a bunch of kids at school then maybe they should have something a bit more level and age appropriate for them not (laughs) sure what that would be you know a beholder in nappies something like that (laughs) not a not a a rust monster but maybe a slightly corroded monster yeah, something like that but yeah it, it just it's it's very sweet even the, the lore and background they've got for each character there's this professor who's a who's a soft and gentle minotaur who reads halfling poetry it's just it's all very sweet sure. makes sense so excellent way to get in on that one and very very low um price as well for that uh, mm. that i mean 12 miniatures well 13 i suppose if you include the dog professor <laughs> that's that's two quid a miniature with a free scenario at the end of it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my grad stars hammer. What a savings. <laughs> uh, I think that about rounds us up for another week. We will be back on Sunday morning for our cult of games show. 
or with the XLBS. If you are interested in joining us for some hobby time and chilling out, then you can do that. And if you're not already a cult member, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. Otherwise, we'll be back again next Friday for more of the same. Uh, don't forget, if you want to win that Wadrun box set for not one but two games, comment below. And uh, if you want to see whether or not you were one of the lucky winners from the Infinity theme week, we had uh, a few weeks ago now, then they're also up on the site in our prize claim section. So check there and see if you've picked up a Code 1 starter set. But until next week, bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.